Welcome to the 2021 edition of the SFL podcast. I am, I would say, co-host with three other fine gentlemen, being Brendan Lensink, who is the top left on my screen, Kevin Tate, who is bottom left on my screen, and Eric Searle, who is bottom right on my screen. We are bringing it back after probably, uh, what, four, five, six years off? I, I can't even count at this point, but Brandon will probably know because I think he's been doing a little bit of history. Gentlemen, how are we feeling um, going into week three here of 2021? I feel like we're having a little bit of a, I feel like we're having a little bit of a Zoom uh, false start issue here. You asked how we're doing and all of us were just like, someone else will jump in. To be fair, this is how every Zoom meeting I have at work starts with people I haven't had Zoom meetings with, where it's like awkward at the beginning, and then someone makes a joke, oh, you think we'd be used to this by now, and then it just gets normal. So hopefully that works out too. Well, I guess we've jumped that hurdle then if we've yeah. made the joke, acknowledged the joke. <laughs> All right, let's start with the draft. I feel like we uh, missed out on some of our usual post-draft shenanigans this year. Do we want to start with like best and worst looking team? Love it. I'm pulling up the photos now. Can we also start off with, I was so plastered. <laughs> I, I do not remember drafting anyone in the fifth round, but someone kindly wrote a name in for me, so oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah. Also named John June, great time. I feel like we got to start with our first overall pick. Looking, looking like a big brain pick right now, but could have gone differently. CMC still an animal. How long is he done for? I don't know if they've said. I made this uh, analogy to Brendan before you guys hopped on, but if it, this this kind of reminds me in math in like grade 10 when I would get the right answer, but get it like the wrong method and only get half the points. So like when Kyle was talking about CMC, not like not being vaccinated and all that's why he's not taking them. I mean, like he is right in that he's still healthy, but he didn't get there with the right mythology. So I do, I do respect it. And I like the name change too, which I think is something we're gonna hit on later, but just wanted to note that. I used this analogy with Brendan the other week for something else, but I think it works here too. It's like drafting Derrick Henry there is kind of like going all in on a clean four off suit. Just because you won, just because you won the early, plot doesn't too mean early in the right morning call. for this. <laughs> I mean, he's leading running back what through two weeks here. You got McCaffrey out for at least three weeks. You got Cook that's most likely not playing today, and Kamara. I mean, I guess the argument could still be made there, but it's looking pretty good. It is looking good. I think, like, you know, usually there's, like, two or three running backs that are, like, right there in, like, the tier one kind of territory. Like, it felt like CMC was even higher this year. Like, a lot of people were, like, you know, he was above and beyond, like, tier zero status. And, like, I don't know. Like, that seems a little nuts. And isn't uh, Chubba Baba sitting on the waiver wire now, too? Didn't Harsh not have him? That's correct, yep. CMC was running back one in our league after the first week without scoring a touchdown, though, wasn't he? Like, that's pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, he had great numbers. I mean, he's still great. And, you know, Panthers don't have much else going for them. I missed the play. Was there a specific play you got hurt on? Yeah, he kind of did one of those, like, weird, like, where he jumps and tries to, like, land and cuts. And, like, it didn't look that bad. Like he walked off the field too. Like he, he he did just like straight up walk off the field, I think, but it wasn't one of those like, you know, um Dak Prescott ankle sideways sort of things. It's a hammy though. Those are always tough. 
you always see the guy pull one hammy and then they come back three weeks later and they're a week early and so then they pull the other hammy and then it's kind of just like going back and forth all season i remember uh miles austin season like that where it was just like this week is left hammy's hurt and the next week is right hammy's hurt and the following week i'm pretty sure that's because he got the like doctor house where they remove one of his hamstrings because he's having such problems with because that guy just could not run after that was a deep cut justin is miles austin the guy that like was literally like he died in the end zone that one time when he got hit i don't remember i say it was a cowboy i'm gonna look it up i think it was miles austin okay yeah, but that's a good point, Eric. Like, soft tissue is never – like, at least if it's, like, you know, a sprain, you kind of know what the timeline is. But with soft tissue, it's just, like, I don't know. He could re-injure it in, like, four weeks. No, it was Austin Cauley. That's who I was thinking. Ah, uh, wrong Austin. Yeah. I mean, see, I made that. But yeah, that guy's head got caved in. That was horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Might have just blocked that one out then. Aiden would just lob that guy passes over the middle with the safety right there, and he would catch them, but then he would die. Yeah, and it was okay to kill receivers back then. It was not illegal. Yes. So. Oh, poor guy. Oof. Anything else? Uh, I don't remember anything too spicy from the draft. I mean, you guys aren't going to give me shit for the two tight ends? I mean, I feel like it was hammered pretty hard. And now that you now that yeah. you lost both your running backs, it's good that you have uh, some pieces. So. <laughs> good that I got a two tight ends to replace them with. I mean, I was talking a lot of shit, but having to uh, scrape for tight ends on the waiver wire here, weeks two and three, um, I'd rather have two than zero right now. Mm. Oh, you can bet I'm going to be spamming everybody in week six for trade offers because both of them are going to be on buy, and you guys are going to have <laughs> some embargo on me just to make me have them both on the bench for the buy That's... in six. That's a classic Eric uh, shifty play to pick up all the defenses or something on uh, Sunday morning to screw someone over. It's all about preparation. You never have you can't get screwed over by that shifty play if you pay attention. <laughs> also, if it's Fair in enough. the rules, you might as well use it. It's still one, so we're good. <laughs> Way back in 2014 or yeah. something. Still, still hanging on to that. Also, one, Kevin, eh? why'd you have to draw a penis on your name on the draft board? That's just crazy. Yeah, that's true. Any anytime there's a penis besides someone's name, they probably drew it, right? <laughs> Unbelievable. I may as well have drawn 17 penises underneath it. Uh, so my one thing I will say about those teams, sorry, is Brandon made a snarky comment the other day about how he has the best wide receiver core, and I had typed out a response, and then I went back and I looked, and I'm like, oh fuck you, he's he's right, he's 100 right. I don't I don't like it. I think Debo's gonna. I think he's a fad. I hope he's a fad. Um, yeah, but he hasn't even, has he even played Cook yet or Cooks yet, and he's been really good these first okay. few weeks. That's what I was looking at. Brandon Cooks in the seventh. That's, That's unreal. Yeah. He, he's, he's been looking Is good. Calvin Ridley technically his four through the first three weeks of the season? Like, because he just hasn't had a big game yet? Or I'm guessing Calvin Ridley has the fewest fantasy points of his wide receivers, which is incredible. Yeah. He must. And I think he's going to have a big game this week. They're playing the Giants. He's really motivated. Oh. <laughs> I'd, prefer, I'd prefer if they didn't, but. Oh, you play it? Can't disagree. Is this yeah, the, the Brandon Brendan Bowl. Yeah, there could be only one. <laughs> the EA Bowl, we'll call it. <laughs> so, what was everyone's biggest like 
someone took a player right before you were going to take them or took them way earlier than you wanted to take them and you were just devastated by that situation? Well, I, I got to call out Kyle on the Alexander Madison because I'm really upset and I actually was going to send him a message this morning, but I don't know if I'll get it in time. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to trade him. All my players are hurt. <laughs> I mean, I think mine's the pretty obvious Kelsey mm. uh, where I was seriously considering picking him seventh, but I tried to convince myself I could get him at 12 and then spent the rest of the week hyping him up to Eric and Anthony, which is... Uh, you know, who were picking before me at 10 and 11. So probably could have seen that one coming, but I'm still sad about it. Yeah, that's rough. Um, I think, yeah, there was no way you were getting on that. What is it, 12? In hindsight? Because no, Anthony no, wanted no. them really bad too. So. Historically, like, people have been pretty down on tight ends in this league. Like, I've yeah. had good success picking them a little earlier than people have thought they were, like, picking them pretty highly and, like, I'm never having a regret mm-hmm. about it. To be honest, yeah, you've had Kelsey before. Sorry. Sorry, I think Brandon's had Kelsey before, right? I think I had him last year. I think I picked him pretty high last year. Um, and like even going back to like when Jimmy Graham was big, like I think I got him. I think I basically like stole him. It was a robbery. It's good. Um, I think I really. I uh, didn't know how much the league had changed in that respect in the last five years that I haven't been here because I came in very much with a, I want to go tight end wide receiver heavy because when I used to be in the league, there would be like four quarterbacks picked in the first two rounds and two tight ends or three tight ends or whatever. And there would be lots of running backs left over and you've all shifted way hard away from quarterbacks and into running backs. And I was not prepared for that shift. I wasn't prepared for someone else to be doing pretty much the same strategy, just like slightly differently. Mm. So I think, I think we both hurt each other in that, in that respect too. Well, and the other thing um, too, and this Anthony will love this because he can send anything we were saying to each other for the whole draft, but all of the receivers you picked were also the receivers that I was targeting in like the middle to late rounds. So like I was rattled that you took Corey Davis. Cause I was like, for sure I was going to get Corey Davis and same thing with Antonio Brown. Like I thought those guys would both snake back to me on the next one and I could get both of them. And also, Sherry are taking Odell Beckham in the third round, like, super, super early. I wasn't really going to take him until the fifth, but I really wanted Odell Beckham. Like, I thought that was a, a super sneaky value play this year. And so it's not just that I can get the running backs. I also ended up with, like, Russell Gage and Daryl Mooney and guys I didn't super want. So... Yeah, I, I didn't get sniped on this one per se, but I, I always, I knew going into that draft, I knew I wanted to go Adams and then Keenan Allen. And then I was going back on fourth on who to take for that third wide receiver. It was between Allen Robinson. I didn't want CD Lamb because I can't stand the fucking Cowboys. And I, and I wanted one of Cup or Woods. And I didn't have the balls to reach that far on one of them. And now I really wish I did because no one ended up taking cup for another like 14 picks. And then Anthony fell back ass backwards into him. And now that I said something nice about Anthony, so you're going to say something mean because he spent all day and that entire drive shitting on Mike Evans. And then he goes and panics and takes him and he is sucked this year. So now that I say that he's probably going to be a huge game. You have two touchdowns? I just wanted Anthony to know that. You have two touchdowns nope, last week, him. Mike Evans. Nope. Fuck him. Nope. Hate that guy. Okay. So does Anthony. And he still right. picked him. And he still picked him. And it's sad. And it's sad. 
Yeah, it is sad when someone just completely uh, abandons all of their values and. You know, that's a big game for someone that was talking last year about drafting um, Ezekiel Elliott. You know, oh, that's all, oh yeah, gonna do it, gonna do it, gonna do it. And then as soon as the draft gets there, just, oh no, Dion, I don't want to offend you. So you you were you were strong in your conviction that you were sure was. Elliott. You know who was stronger in their conviction about not trading him to Dion? You, when Brandon and I had a powwow together and said, hey, if you're going to take him, make sure it's not going to Dion. Yeah, yeah, no problem. He's not going to go to Dion. Oh, if you don't want him, don't worry. I'll pick him at this spot. If, you, if, if you're going to trade him, don't you dare. How dare you? I have no regrets. He was not looking good. He was uh, like questionable the week I traded him. And like, I'm not getting value from him from anyone if else. You don't regret compromising your own integrity. That's fine. So long as you can hear that and sleep with it. Just don't drag me into it. <laughs> I haven't been in the league for a long time, so I don't really know. Maybe he's changed. But the idea that you got value in a trade from Dion, I find highly questionable. What was the trade again? Who cares? It was terrible. <laughs> I don't remember the exact trade. And I mean, like I, I was like, Elliot had had a couple really cold weeks in a row. I don't know if you could scroll back that far. You sure can. <laughs> he started the year 26, 19, 14, 16, 23. So what were you really complaining about with Ezekiel Elliott? It wasn't that. It was late. It was like, it was like. And then he went 8, 5, 7, yeah, 7. I don't remember. So there was a cold spell. And then he had a buy. And then he went 18, 2, 11, 6. So he'd cool off for sure. He had a. That's, those are pretty bad numbers for an RB1. And then he cooled off. So if you traded him after week five and got big post week five value, I'm, all, I'm on board. No, it was, it was much later than that. Well, and I, my, team was, my team was looking haggard. I mean, I did end up playing in the Bronley, so, you know, there were desperate times. I thought I thought I played Ethan. Was, was that you playing Karma in the Bronley? <laughs> uh, now I don't know. That was, that was probably was Karma. Time was probably Karma. I think it was Ethan that I played. Or maybe I played him in the semis, and I was so confident I was going to beat him with my dog shit team, and I did. <laughs> <laughs> my team was so bad. Ah. Uh, Kills me. Kills me. Well, you know, there's a history of going promptly to championship in this league, so yeah. maybe this is your year. Or vice versa. I can't. I hate Michael Thomas. I cannot express how much I hate that man. Just as a human being? You and Sean, or... you and Sean Payton should have a fucking support group. <laughs> yeah. Guy's a goober. Did, was, didn't he pull like the Scotty Pippen this year? Is like get the surgery like super late after he's had exactly. his son. Exactly. Yeah, it. so he's not going to be back till like week nine. I only need one knee to run slants. <laughs> what do we? Uh, what do we? Do want to move into the future? What are we watching this week? What's exciting? What are you looking at? Aside from fantasy, there's two really good games today: the uh, Chiefs and Chargers, and then Rams and Fox. I think both of those are going to be super fun to watch. Yeah, I'll definitely be watching the Chiefs game with my homies. Is that 10 a.m.? Yep. Oh, shit. I'm curious to see what the Chiefs do because, I mean, that was they, – they lost last week, but that was a really good game. And I don't know, like, are they still – if they lose this week, does the narrative – Anthony's narrative start that they're not maybe the kings, like, of the castle that everyone thought they are three games into the season? I mean, they should have won last week. Like, it's one Clyde Edwards-Alaire fumble away from being 2-0, and it's a completely different – like, it's just – 
for sure. Yeah, so I, I totally, even if they lost this week, I think that's a ridiculous narrative. But uh, I don't think they'll lose this week. I think they'll probably actually blow out the Chargers by a couple of touchdowns. I would absolutely bang the minus seven on the Chiefs today. Joey Bosa is hurt. Uh, questionable to play. So the Chargers' best defensive player not even out there. I think it's going to be a not close. Interesting. What you're saying is Daryl Williams going to have three touchdowns because I'm starting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if say uh, Alaire fumbles again in uh, the second round, and everybody's like, "Why are we starting this?" or in the second drive, and everyone's like, "Why are we starting this second-year player who looks like a ninth-year player when he runs the football?" and they switch him out, and then uh, Williams bangs in three. Could happen. It's a good comment. What do you guys think of him as just a player? Uh, on uh, fantasy footballers this week, they described it as with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the externals have always been great. It's just the internals that are the problem. Like the fact that he plays on the best offense in the league with a great offensive line, he's got the best quarterback, all excellent. Got a great matchup coming up this week. The problem is he's not good at football. He was good in college. It's a different game. I know. It just, but like you look up his highlight tape. I mean, a lot of highlight tapes look good because they're highlights, but I don't know. He looked like a legit player and they traded up in the first round to get him. I'm just, it's very surprising. I'd be curious what the highest finish for a running back in that Mahomes Andy Reid offense has ever been, though. I'd be very curious with that if people were just kind of projecting the player to step in and elevate it. Kareem Hunt was like RB1 for one year. Or at least RB1 through the first, like, 10 weeks and then got hurt or punched somebody or something. <laughs> I think, like, those kind of, like, pr- like, just passable running backs on good on teams with good quarterbacks, like, they get propped up a lot by the quarterbacks. And, like, the defense just has to play differently when you've got Mahomes. It's, like, it's kind of the inverse of having, like, Saquon Barkley on the Giants where, like, the rest of their offense just is dog shit, and all they do is just, like, block the run, block the run, and, like, you know, sometimes someone sneaks through a good pass, and it's like, oops, but for the most part, like, you can have a really good running back on a shitty team, and they don't look nearly as good, and I think the opposite is true with a really good quarterback and a running back that's just, like, fine, you know, he's just good for some yards because they have to play the defense differently. Mm-hmm. Well, and who was, who was the guy they had before Edwards Alaire that got hurt, and then he opted out for COVID? What was his name? But he finishes a top 10 running back Damian in 2018. Not, not Damian Williams? Yeah, Damian Williams. Thank you. I think he was top 10 in 2018. Whatever it is, it's clearly not working. <laughs> yeah, like I think Edwards Alaire has been specifically bad. But that being said, Kenny, you want to get rid of Edwards Alaire? Come at me. I'm happy to take running back off your hands. <laughs> It is pretty crazy, though, that I think the stat was that that was his first ever fumble in college or the NFL. Yeah, that's like that's nuts. that's wildly impressive. Yeah, to do that one. So, like, does he? Does Andy Reid just go, okay, like that's a, that's a statistic. Let's just hope it doesn't happen again because like you haven't showed any sort of trend. I'd love him to put the ball on the ground today, though. That would be so much fun. I think there's like a lot of value in fantasy for a running back like that too, that you know is just going to put up like solid points. You know. Sometimes and sometimes they just like vulture a touchdown because like, you know why not? Like, I don't I don't like the really um, 
too volatile running backs. Mm. It's too stressful. Not a, yeah. So I was a little bit off. He was running back 51 in 2018, but, you know, pretty close. close. Top 10. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they maybe it wasn't David Williams. They had somebody that was like a top 10 running back during the Mahomes era after Kareem Hunt left. But I could be completely wrong. But Kareem Hunt, number three running back in 2017. Right. Can you see the game logs? Does he drop off at a certain point? Or anyway, to your point, Just Kevin, checking. about Andy Reid. Like Andy Reid is absolutely not a coach that benches running backs for fumbling. Like he has had fumbly running backs in the past and he doesn't care. He's not not Bill Belichick. He's a nice man. Okay. Talking about <laughs> McCoy holding the ball. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like it. Um what about the other game, the Rams Bucks? It's gonna be awesome, I think. Um, it's unfortunate that Antonio Brown has COVID and can't play, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be a really, really good game. I uh, Brady Brady does not look like he is slowing down. Yeah, no, he's getting better. Nine touchdowns in two weeks. It's he looks amazing. Yeah. It's absurd. He also looks like he's having fun, and like I've never been a Tom Brady hater because I was like I was later to the NFL fandom, but guys like Brandon they just cannot stand him. Like I do wonder if the whole image is like somewhat shifting as like like hey I can like I'm Tom I've done everything I can I'm just playing football in Florida with my buddy now like that's all I'm doing and it, I think it's interesting it's a very like clear intentional PR thing and it's working I think. I think you ask Brandon and he would say that he'd be like, Oh yeah, I have no problem with Tom Brady anymore. I mean, Brandon came by it honestly to you as a Colts fan. It's not like there are a lot of people that just hated Tom Brady because it's easy to hate the person who wins the most games. And Oh yeah. 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 No, I was just first one. Definitely the was one of those as a kid. And then kind of like grew out of it, even in the last few years in new England, it was kind of just amazing to watch him do what he was doing. And so then like, how can you really hate that? Like if you hate that, you kind of hate sports in my opinion, but uh um, or you hate deflated balls, but you know. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? But uh, I think that the PR thing, like, he still comes across as a total goober. Like, I don't know if you watched <laughs> the match, like the most recent one where he played against Aaron Rodgers. He just picked like the one joke that he got a good laugh at the beginning of the match, which was, "Let's make fun of Aaron Rodgers for the fact that he might leave Green Bay," and then he just hammered it every five minutes for four and a half hours, and. That's that's his personality. Yeah, I think they talked about this on the Around the NFL podcast. So, like, clearly he's hired PR people. And with the amount of money he has, it's smart. And he just hired, like, the best PR people to, like, manage his social media and be like, oh, say this joke and do this. And now, like, people that fall for it are like, oh, he's a funny guy. Like, he's letting loose. It's like, no, he hired writers to give him stand-up bits that he can, like, piece in here and there whenever he does media. His his Twitter is like pretty funny between like like these like like you said like totally like crafted dunks and then just like straight boomer Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> this whole the whole avocado tequila thing I think was pretty funny and probably didn't do any uh, help for his image either. What was that? It's this uh, video of him coming off like a boat cruise or something after the Bucks won. Oh yeah, and he is just shittered and just like it's it's funny. I, that looked like a 45-year-old guy trying to drink with a bunch of 22-year-olds after winning the Super Bowl. And they, they, like, they how long were they on that boat parade? I'd be curious. They looked like a lot of fun, though. Oh, yeah. 
Um, for other matchups this week, I do have to point out Anthony versus James and the old 2-0 and versus 0-2. Whoever wins is going to probably change the course of their season, right? 0-3 oh, is, that's a deep hole to dig out of. Yeah, and 3-0 and is like, okay, you're pretty, you can kind of have some flexibility to do some trades and start focusing on potential playoffs and that now. I mean, it's different with the extra week, I guess, but it puts you in a different spot. What do y'all think about the extra week? I think it's dumb. Does it make a difference? I hate that teams I like have, it for fantasy. Just keep... I think I hate that teams have different numbers of home and away games. Like, it's just ridiculous <laughs> to me. You should have an even number of games in your season. Go to 18 if you want to increase the games. Sorry, Justin, you can add in your piece there. No, I actually really like that take and didn't even think about the uneven home and away games. And I'm going to check the Eagles schedule immediately after to see if they got <laughs> fucked over with having more away games. So if they lose at the end of the season, I can complain about that. Um, I don't know. I think it's good that it keeps people more engaged for one more week. Um, I also like that because, like, didn't the championship fall on Christmas last year? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Kamara yeah, scored was... six, six touchdowns or whatever on Christmas. Which is just ridiculous. Um, so if we're going to want, like, I, I do want to try and get together for some of the games this year. So that means it would be actually, like, after New Year's. Mm. So we can get together on, like, the second. Yeah. And just watch the games a little bit better. Great. I think it would be good to have a tradition of getting together for the finals because it sucks when you get to the finals and everyone else is out of it and no one gives a shit anymore. And it's like, you, yeah, for yeah, sure. just like you're playing in this game and then, then it's just like a whimper. There's not any chatter on the board. No one cares. It should be the opposite of that. On the, opposite side, on the opposite side, though, I was in the last place game and you can bet your ass everybody cared when I came in the last. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happens to the best of us yeah. and me. Uh, the other good game that's Monday night, though, Dallas-Philadelphia. I think that's going to be awesome. It's like in Dallas, they get everyone all warmed up and all fired up. But I do think Philly's going to win. I fucking hope they do. I hope they do, too. But I actually – I said they might be one and three after these next three games. So they played the 49ers, and they played Dallas in Dallas, and then they played the Chiefs. That's, mm. yeah, it's a tough slate. Kevin, who's your team? Do you have a team? Bears. Bears, Okay. Just wondering where Justin Fields starting today. Nice. What's the cowboy hate? Is that just general cowboy hate, which I don't have a problem with? I'm just curious. I don't like. I don't. I have an issue with any sports team and any league that gets an undue amount of coverage because they are X franchise. Mm. It's like it's like the Leafs of the NHL. Like, why are they America's team? They sucked for how many years, and then they got Zeke, and everyone got all excited again. Um, that that's what. Right. Disproportionate. Like it. it's, like, it's like the Lakers, something like that sort of thing. Like it. Stop it, Justin. I got in trouble this week. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> what about Man U? Big Man U fan? Soccer's different, though, because, like, the entire league is two or three teams. And then, like, literally, by definition, you're supposed to have two or three elite teams that go then play the best in the other leagues. So I don't necessarily agree with that one. Hmm. Baseball, Yankees, like, I, I don't know. I don't think it's that hot of a take for me to say that once they get a disproportionate amount of coverage. Yeah, I think that the Man U thing, though, like, almost doesn't fit because what you're talking about is disproportionate would mean, like, compared to success. And, like, yes, Man U hasn't been good for the last five to six years or whatever, but, like, historically, they've won a shitload of championships, yeah. whereas, like, the Dallas Cowboys had 
a really good run in the 90s. And other than that, they've been garbage. Yeah. Or like, not yeah, garbage. But, they've made playoffs like half the time or whatever. But they're not good. Yeah, America's team, they always get the like the, the prime time game. Like I it just if I was a more passionate NFL fan too, that would really bug me. Like if my team was a lot more relevant and they were getting like outshined by like a six and eight team or something like that. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I think Vegas is gonna start taking a little bit of that coverage away too, though. Cause a lot of that is like countries like Mexico, like I have a buddy from my uh, program from Mexico and he said like, everybody's a Cowboys fan down there and I hate it. And he's a Rams fan. And if Vegas starts to steal some of that, cause they got the whole, like, you know, with the golden Knights there now um, with them getting a football team, basketball probably be next. Like there's so much pizzazz around Vegas now that I feel like all the teams there is going to get so much love going forward. Like Leonard, I don't know if you saw Kevin, he's at the UFC card last night. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's looking big as fuck. He's a big dude. He's huge. Panda. Good goalie. Sort of. Do we, do we want to do some uh, team and player name power rankings? Ooh. I feel like Eric uh, Eric may have prepared a I little list for this one. Didn't prepare a list. I have been tracking it closely, though. Um, I've got my favorites, for sure. Come at me, bro. Definitely one of my favorites. Worth thirty dollars on the waiver wire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Which ones come at me, bro? Cole, Cole, come at me, bro. Uh, I was curious, Kevin. Why is Aaron Rodgers not the main character in the story, and Devonte Adams is the protagonist? What's up with that? Because well, Aaron Rodgers facilitates the story. He's the guy who gets the ball to the main character. Okay. Without Aaron Rodgers, nothing's getting orchestrated. I thought about calling him the author, but it, it didn't hit on the head as much for him. So. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Who's the antagonist in your story? Anthony, always. <laughs> but no, actually, I think it was Brendan that week. I, yeah. I mean, um, he uh, Aaron Rodgers definitely authored something. With uh, a little help from the uh, the Lions defense. Mm, yep. Yeah. Oh fuck, was that painful to watch? That whole drive in the in the fourth quarter. Yeah, we were talking. Just... We were talking about how shitty a feeling that is when you're completely done and you just got to sit there and let it happen to you. Yeah, that was tough. That was tough. But I mean, you know, it's one thing like. I don't mind as much losing to like Aaron Rodgers, you know, it's like, okay, I lost to like one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league, you know, that feels worse than the time that, you know, some kicker puts up or you lose to some defense that puts up 27 points. It's like, yeah, no, that's I'll take it. That's fair. Start your studs. I think uh, Tyler's got some pretty good nicknames going. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown's nickname is not equanimous. Uh, he's got uh, Devontae Peter Parker on his team, which I thought was pretty sneaky. Uh, Saints defense is just holding a dick. Classic. That one I did love. <laughs> Good throw back. I think the Colts, uh, Brandon with the Colts, is the Midwest Clinic Dodgers is uh, pretty mm -hmm. solid. I think I'd like to call out Kenny and Dion for being team K Welsh and team Dion Lane for four or five or however long, I guess actually we've got team Jamer too. Yeah. I'm Guys. just getting now to be honest. Cause I've been, uh, I've been working on something here. We've been in sleeper for a couple of years now. 
spice it up a little. Can I uh, can I share my screen real quick? This is going to be terrible podcasting, but I'm about <laughs> to show you guys my beautiful Photoshop that I was working on yesterday. What? While Jay's showing, oh, my God. oh it's beautiful. <laughs> what we've got? What do we got? What do we have here, Eric? What do you mean? What are we looking at? Oh, uh, I think the, pe- the people will it? see it in good save time. It. My description won't be as good. It's excellent, though. <laughs> Coming soon to uh, an SSFL sleeper near you. Yeah, balanced breakfast near your dog. <laughs> While we're talking about nicknames, I do I do appreciate that uh, another one of Brandon's is he did the reverse nickname where instead of using Debo, he put his actual name there. Mm. And I had to ask him whether that was actually his name because I had never heard that before. <laughs> it's always a good one. What is his actual name? I don't I don't I don't want to mispronounce it, but it's Tyshawn Raekwon and then Debo, but it's like T Y S H U N and then R A E Q U A N. There's some good ones. There always are. And so, like in his in his high school football one year, one coach was like, "I can't pronounce that. Your name is Debo," and then it's stuck. Probably. I'll like, be honest with you, Gregory. That name's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a good nickname because it's a quality flex of like, I know my players better than you know my players. You know. Yeah. Exactly. There's there's some there's some yeah, I like it. So, 15 minutes left before game time. Do we want to do a little quick pick of the SSFL games? Go through the list. Love it. Ooh. Yeah. Someone record it, or do you want me to? Uh, yeah, we should. We should write it on this little doc here and keep track of our picks. Brendan, do you mind? Yeah, you're going to have to listen to my keyboard as we do this. Good podcasting. You can tell Brendan is a real tech guy because he's got that mechanical keyboard clicking away there. Probably uses DuckDuckGo duck, and Firefox as well. Uh, no. Firefox, yes. What's the new browser? It's called. There's something new that the the kids are using these days. What's it called, Brendan? Do you know it? Oh, uh, I'm I'm a little bit of a tech boomer. I don't like change. I picked uh, Firefox because it just stays out of my way. Okay, there's a new one out there. Someone might know the name of it. DM us or tweet us at the SFL Podcast hashtag new new web browser and let us know. All right, first one here, <laughs> Kevin. Brendan wrote Kevin. I don't know why I can never write Kevin's name properly the first time. <laughs> All right, we have the Brendan versus Brandon matchup. Uh, very tight one according to Sleeper. Sleeper has odds at 51% Brandon, 49% Brendan. Uh, wow. Okay, I, I have a complaint about the Sleeper odds. I mean, they're wild, but the last night or Monday night, Aaron Rodgers, I'm up or um yeah kevin's up like two or three points on me and it's given me a 20 percent chance to win still like aaron Rodgers would have to fumble the ball and then turn to dust for me to win and yeah like it's just giving me false hope i don't want that i mean also i was watching thursday night i have the panthers defense playing and apparently the panthers defense going from 10 points down to eight points changed my winning odds from 70 percent to 50 percent. so that was those two points were huge apparently Okay. Mark this for when you lose by one and a half. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm picking myself. You got to pick yourself, right? Yeah, I think not unless you got three running backs out. 
Kevin, Kevin, what's happening in uh, the Brendan Brandon Bowl? I think Brandon is going to win. I think his receivers keep going. I hope Debo falls off a cliff, but um, I, I don't see it happening this week. Yeah, I think I got to go Brandon too. Just breaking down the matchup. You have Patrick Mahomes, which is always a, a wild card. Can go off at any time. But uh, yeah, the receivers are so good. And um, Johnny Smith at tight end is rough this week, Brendan. Going up against Gronk. I'm sorry. I think if I had to pick a key to my game, it would be picking which tight end mm. will, you know, score some points. But I would, I would we'll say Matt personally, but that's just me. Now you're in my head, though. I, I don't know. I would also say if Mike Davis scores a chintzy one-yard touchdown instead of Matt Ryan throwing one to a good old Calvin Ridley, that could be a game changer. Wouldn't complain. Quarter out Calvin gets the goal line carries though. So that one. That's a great pickup. Thank you. Ridley is sort of overdue, and Ridley and the Ryan stack could bite whoever in the ass is playing him when they finally do go off. Mm, true. Oh yeah. This might be the game too. So Brandon, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to take Brandon just based on that. Yeah. Great job hosting though. <laughs> All right, Shar Eric. What are we thinking? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Eric. Um, largely biased because I've been trying to trade Sherryar for a running back uh, for a week, and he won't do it because he quote unquote wants to see what happens. So go, Eric. Oh, so you're saying that he actually <laughs> responds to your text messages about running backs, though? Oh, sporadically, very sporadically. Is it you, like I tried to trade him for Tyson Williams before Gus Edwards was hurt, and 48 hours later he responded with like a "Ha, that's funny." Is Lamar Jackson playing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's active. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Lamar Jackson's third in the league in rushing yards. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, he does have some decent running backs. He's got Sermon, too? Yeah, he does. Like, I, On the I'm bench, quite like nervous about his team right now. If I were him, I'd put Sermon in over Miles Gaskin. So hopefully he doesn't listen to this before puck drop. But uh, <laughs> it's seven yeah. minutes. Uh, I'm gonna go Eric. I just I don't know nothing about Char's team jumps out to me. I think Beckham's a wild card too. Like, is he gonna be fully healthy? How many targets is he gonna get? Obviously with Jarvis Landry out. Eh, I think this is gonna be a Metcalf game too. I'm gonna go Eric. I'm shocked. I hope it's a Metcalf game. I'm really banking on that breakout this week. But uh, I think it'll be really high scoring. I think both of us are gonna score a lot of points. I love David Montgomery this year also. Like I, I, a few years ago, I remember when Le'Veon Bell had his breakout, watching Le'Veon Bell in week one. I think he was on Kevin's team at the time and just thinking like, wow, this guy, he's got it. He looks amazing. He's hitting the hole. That's how I see David Montgomery right now. Like, I think he's going to end as a top five running back this year. Never seen a fridge move so fast. He looks faster. <laughs> I would say he does. I agree. I agree with you. I think I think that one soundbite or whatever has stayed with him for his entire career. And he was excellent to end the year last year for like six to eight weeks. And that was on a bad team, too. So anyways, I agree. Also, kudos to Sherry are for just taking his guys in drafts, no matter like what kind of conventional wisdom is like David Montgomery is just like, I'm taking him and Miles Gasson, I'm taking him. One of them works out. One of them's like, yeah, also, but he just does it. He hosts us. 
he's like flipping burgers. When it's his turn to pick, he's there with two two players ready. Like he is on top of all of it at the same time. A hundred percent. Andy came and picked up the trophy that he knew existed. So <laughs> shout outs to him. Maybe Kenny uh, pick it up a little there. All right, Tony James. Uh, this is it. O two and two o. Cam Hansen can call the cornered animal game. You don't want to go up against you, the cornered animal. You can say animal. that this really. Uh, it's scrappy. James has got a lot to lose this week. You could say this could really set the narrative for the rest of the season too. <laughs> hey. I, I feel like it's got to be Tony though. Yeah. Kyler Murray has been ridiculous all season. That was a great pick, and I really didn't like it because he could, will probably finish as the number one quarterback this year, and Anthony got him very late. Yeah. Yeah, there was like two full rounds between me picking Mahomes and then the next quarterback. Four, yeah. Like three. Second to fifth. I. Yeah, I don't want to say too much nice about Tony because I'm sure I'll never hear the end of it. Yeah. I was too married to the Russell Wilson DK staff going into the draft that I didn't really even look at Kyler Murray, which was dumb. I should have taken Kyler Murray there, but, you know. Exact same for me with Rodgers and Adams. Mm, Yeah. I I do think this week is going to be very close for these two, and I do think it might come down to whether it's Robert Woods' time to have a huge game instead of Cooper Cup Mm -hmm. um, because Bobby Woods is good. Very good. Um, and I don't know what's going on there, but if, if Cup has a down week and Woods has a big one instead, I think that might be the deciding factor here. I don't know if you've heard, but apparently Robert Woods doesn't have breakfast with Matt Stafford every morning, and Cooper Cup does. That's the difference. Most important. Cooper Cup of, Most important meal of the day. Cooper Cup of coffee is there every morning with Matt Stafford, is what I've been told. Which way are you going, Kevin? Uh, yeah, I have to go with Anthony. Can you edit that Eric? out? Give me James in the upset. Ooh. Let's go. Eric, where are you going? Uh, yeah, sure. Give me James again. Let's make it fun. Here we go. Nice even yeah. split. All right. Back home, uh, we're on Tyler and Justin. Oh, Tyler. Oh, this is another 0-2. He's hungry. Yeah. Well, but and also, like, my team is not hungry. Yeah. I'm, I'm on Tyler, too, here. Yeah. It's... I'm sorry, Justin. My team is doing what I'm going to be doing, sitting on the couch in the rain watching games. <laughs> Running backs are worse than mine, Justin. <laughs> Jay, are you taking Tyler here? <laughs> I, yeah, I got like five guys out. It's yeah, good. it's got to be a Tyler clean sweep. But I think that, you know, if if there's a route to victory for Jay, it's Brady just doing Brady things. Uh, I think it's also... Daryl Williams and Latavius Murray vulturing touchdowns yeah. on the one yard line. I, I think Latavius Murray, there's a path to actual touches, not even just vultures. Like Tyson Williams has looked good, but he's also fumbled. So there's a path to Latavius Murray just getting half the touches at running back today and being totally serviceable. You don't love seeing DeAndre Hopkins listed as we'll give it a go. Because <laughs> that's the best way for your wide receiver to play decoy for most of the game. And yeah. I think. Kittle could have a good time against uh, Green Bay as well. This is the uh, premiere of Kittle and Bits, or Kittle and Pitts, I should say. So <laughs> hopefully they can actually pay off because I've been taking shit for weeks on drafting two tight ends in my first five picks, which was deserved. Speaking of uh, maybe foregone conclusions, we got Kenny and uh, Marco Tool. God. Yikes. Oh, old rivalry. You got everyone in the roster this week? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Slayton's not a bad play. Atlanta, Kenny G all banged up. I I mean I'm I'm just going Kenny. I think there's that's a it's a rough looking team. Mike Scott. Kenny's got three what? running backs that he drafted high that have all underperformed. So I'm hoping they continue to underperform this week, so that he wants to trade some of them. But I don't <laughs> think that will happen. So I'll pick Kenny. Kevin, I will also take Kenny. Nothing, uh, Jay. Jay, you, you believer. Sweep. I'll just do a All quick right. shout out for Mike's. Uh, we didn't talk about nicknames, but he called JD McKissick Jelly Donut. I have no idea why, <laughs> but I, I like that. <laughs> That's the only nickname too. <laughs> I just JD was the first JD he could think of, and he just went with it. It works. All right, we're getting we're getting down to the wire here. Kyle, Kyle, Ke- or Kyle, Kevin. Another O2. Another tight one on sleeper, 51% for Kevin. Slight edge. It's Sam Darnold again on the bench with 25 points. I'm not brave enough to start. You should just dr- you should drop him. Yeah, that's... You get him off your roster <laughs> so that that doesn't happen. Why? Because you're never going to start that him. That doesn't... That doesn't bug me. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah, I will. Okay. Whatever bye week, unless they hey, have the same one. you don't one. need to hold a streaming quarterback till your bye week. Just wait and pick one up. Say, Eric, sounds like somebody wants Sam Darnold. <laughs> Why are you week flexing 13. the main character? Oh, they both have the same bye week. <laughs> um, oh, that's not good, do they? All right. Anyone want Sam Darnold? I got Kevin here. I think his running backs with Sony getting the bulk of the carries in uh, LA is just going to bolster that team. Yeah, I'm liking Kevin here too. I don't have much to add. I think, um, yeah, that's all I got. I'm going to take Kyle. (laughs) Okay, you got it. Why? Reverse hedge, the Don Taylor special. Bet against what you want to happen so then everybody wins. Big fan of that play. Eric, what are you uh, thinking? I'm going Kyle. I think Derek Henry. Why are you flexing the main character, Kevin? I thought he was a protagonist. He is. He's just playing later. Can we stop using literary terms? We're just throwing them around like they're willy-nilly. Someone's going to have to explain them to Mark, even though he's got an English oh. degree. He's <laughs> <laughs> never going to listen to this. All right, last one real quick here. Dion and Harsh. Oh, Harsh. Just cut. I mean, no, I'll look. Harsh has got CMC five points. That's going to be a big hill to climb out of, or a big hole to climb out of. Julio yeah, Jones I... hasn't done anything. So that Dion's team doesn't really scare me. Like, of all, every year, Dion generally has a very good team, it seems like. And I just, I don't, I don't see it this year. Um, so I'm going to go with Harsh. And for that reason, I'm out. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Dion, especially after the five points from McCaffrey. I think I'm going Dion too. I am you know what Kevin Kevin kind of sold it for me. I think that if there is a week for CMC to go down, I think that there might be uh I'm gonna go harsh. I'm gonna go harsh. I believe. Alright. This has been fun. Maybe see y'all next week for uh second run at it and we can um continue these uh pick them 
Yeah, this is a good time to do it, actually. I like this. Next, it's a good start to the day. Next time we'll we do this, up. can we carve out like 10 minutes for Canucks Talk Weekly? Because I would love to do that. That's what the pre-show is for. Yeah, we'll go to Kevin's Corner for Canucks Talk. Oh, yeah, if you got a Kevin's Corner, what was Tony's? It was like Tony's Tantrum. Yeah, Tony's Tantrum. From the last episode where Eric did the guest star. Yeah. Release the tapes, Justin. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go watch some football. Thanks for coming, everyone. See you next week. Good luck to everyone but Brandon. Yes, retweet. See ya.